0: Good evening one and all, welcome along, it is season 4 episode 55 and we are into Project Prospect and we are talking offensive linemen, tonight I'm joined by Mike and Rich, how are you both doing gentlemen?
1: Yeah, flying.
0: Alright like. <laughs> how has the first week, or first full week without football been for you?
1: I've actually been really busy. <laughs> To <laughs> so
0: be uh, honest, yeah, Dizzy
2: in a different way, Dizzy in not football related ways, unfortunately.
0: Yeah. But yeah, it is. yeah. Mike, Mike, Mike Mike was saying before you joined us, Rich, that he's, um, he's potentially upgrading his studio. You've upgraded your studio, and I feel left out. <laughs> Get a flag. <laughs> Yeah. I actually have a flag and it's in that press behind me. So I think I just need to hang it up and, you know, kind mm. of have a green screen or whatever you want to call it.
1: Yeah. green. The green screen thing is pretty cool.
0: Yeah. I fiddled around with that. It definitely, d- definitely, it definitely could work. But mm. oh, we're here to talk about, as we say, prospects. And it's the prospects that Rich Jones loves talking about. So, Rich, do you want to give us your insights on what you want in the first round of the draft this year? And let's see if Mike and I can give you a guy to fit your need. Best
2: player available at a position of need. As always. As always. But I do like them offensive linemen. So... Mm -hmm give me some help, please, because I'm trying <laughs> to figure out which one I want and I don't know. Or if it's worth waiting until some later round. Could yeah. you help me, please? Oh, Draft Gods. Yeah. <laughs> draft Gods.
1: <laughs> oh, no, Paul. Yeah, he did message me. He's, uh, yeah. Busy with the old
0: fam fam. Family yeah. comes first as we always Family. say. Family Absolutely does. It absolutely yeah. does. And as we say, for all of you who are tuned in, and we can see there are people tuned in across the various platforms that we're on, make sure um put in your questions tonight. As I say, we're going to talk about O linemen uh mm-hmm. primarily. Um so let us know your thoughts. Let us know who your draft your draft pet cats are. Uh let us know who you might be interested in. We're gonna give you six linemen tonight who myself and Mike have done a bit of scouting on. Mike has done it more extensively than I have. And Rich is going to Rich is gonna ask the questions that all of you guys are going to want to ask, where we can get them, when we can get them, where they're going to fit into that O-line, and we'll take it from there. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love
2: it. I love it.
0: Yes. What are, what are we about? Oh, I don't know why it's still playing. It off. <laughs> how, how, how many days are we out now from the draft at this stage? Ooh, about 70. I was going to say, is it about 70? Yeah. yeah. Maybe 72, maybe 70, 73.
1: Mm. Yeah, that's right. So getting closer. But, I, I mean, you said, you know, we, we've done some. I know Rich has done some too. When it comes to the offensive line, Mm-hmm. Oh
2: oh Rich won't be shy of
1: checking oh, out no. the guys.
2: I'll have a look. I'll have a look. Yeah. <laughs> I'll have a little sneaky sneak.
3: <laughs> yeah.
1: I mean like like the offensive line when you like people keep saying like on one part I do agree because you're looking really in in the realm of depth is what we're looking at more inside than outside because tackle I think we have depth. Um but yeah, you know like when you stop and you think about it the Cowboys were like third in sacks allowed and in the top 10 in pressures allowed from the offensive Mm. line. Plus when Terrence still was playing, if you look at both Tony Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott in their average yards per carry, it was really good. It was Mm. solid. It was solid work. So it's not like the offensive line is, what's the word I'm looking for it's not like as if it's completely you know like the early Tony Romo days you know we're yeah. not looking at that it's really what they're trying to do is try and seal the deal is what you're trying to do with the offensive line is complete what you've started essentially is that yep. there's there's multiple moving parts to an offensive line and what they don't mm-hmm. want to do is get so far and then go and give up on it um because the Cowboys, you know, everybody always says about how good the Cowboys are drafting. More specifically, I think more than anything with the Cowboys is how good they are at drafting offensive linemen. Not just in the first yeah. round, in general. Because you think McGovern, he was a third round pick. And you think of, of Terrence Steele. <laughs> he was a, a UDFA. These yeah. are guys, And, you know, we've had it in the past as well. Lyle Collins, uh, he was a UDFA. Um you know, like you could think of the reverse polarity of that with like Zach Martin and Travis Frederick, who people said shouldn't have been a first round pick. You, here they are, and there they go, and look at what they've done and performed, and and how they've been ever since once they've been
0: in the league. Yeah. So, oh, go on. Sorry, bro. No, I was, I was, I was gonna, I was gonna kick it off really, and just kind of, as they say, rich. You know, like if you could name your ideal line or, you know, not name, but describe your ideal lineman. What what traits do you want in that player? You know, like measurables, size, ability. What are, what are, what are some of the key things that you want that guy to have?
2: You ideally, given the way this team is looking moving forward <sighs> um, and the style that they are transitioning to ideally you want someone now that is probably a bit better at the pass protection side of things, but still Mm. able to run block effectively. Um, You want someone that is not going to ideally pull a load of penalties. So isn't going to be maybe too aggressive, maybe to be too sort of upper body, and you know, try and use that strength rather than some athleticism, depending mm-hmm. on what position you draft. You have to take IQ into account. For me, ideally, uh, where I think, where I would like them to go, um, if such a player presents themselves, would be the left guard position. Mm-hmm. Um, because then you are able to effectively seal off the middle. The way that a lot of the league is running now is they... Pressure from the edges is 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 pretty much a relative constant. Um, mm-hmm. Everyone has a decent edge rusher, more or less. The league has definitely made a big push towards pressures at the middle. Um, you need to be able to seal that off, especially if you're going or transitioning to a more pass-heavy offense now, like yeah. the Cowboys are going to be doing. You need to be able to protect that front of the pocket if you've already got guys coming around the side so Dak can climb. And Dak has shown, I believe, that he probably not so much needs a bit more time, but benefits from having more time in the pocket and allowing Mm. plays to develop Um, or just giving him a bit more time to see. He's quite – he showed as a rookie he's quite instinctive, but he also had a very good line that gave him a lot of time to throw and he protected the ball well, which is why that season just gone was so strange for me. But I would, I would like that kind of pro, your, your prototypical 6-4, quite heavy left guard that's going to be predominantly good across the board, but predominantly, I'd say, probably pass protection rather than a heavy run blocker because they're not going to go that way anymore.
0: Yeah. So, Mike, I'm going to throw this over. I know we were going to go one way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but i think we're going to have to go another way because the three guys i've picked are more suited to a running game yeah. not it not that they're bad in pass protection but they're better in that running game yeah yeah, yeah. most of them are ironically yeah. this year <clears throat> so is there a guy on your your list of three that you want to want to talk about who who might fit into Rich's mold of a player because as Rich was kind of saying things, I was going right. Okay, I could go with this player, and then I could go with this player, and I was kind of going, oh, "There's no guy that sounds exactly like you, Rich. Is <laughs> at
1: yeah, I mean, the the guys obviously we 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 most of those, nearly all of them, are better at the run block inside than mm-hmm. the pass block inside, yeah. and that includes of Torrance is one of them. Yeah. Um. Obviously, one of the guys we pick from Alabama, um, offensive guard uh emil ekior is better at the, the the pass protection side than the run blocking but a guy i would take over him would be uh steve avelia who's much better at the pass protection side mm-hmm. than um, Emil. And he's from TCU. And if you want to know how aggressive he is, right, Rich, and everyone listening, just go watch the senior bowl practices at, at Steve Avedia. Mm-hmm. The guy is dominating mm-hmm. um the whole time. He is down as being a centre, but I, it's more that he kind of played that position um quite a bit, but he's better as a guard than he is a center. So mm-hmm. if you wanted uh, for uh, a guy and, and but on, on the plus side with taking a guy like that is obviously if you're worried about center for Dallas, which some people are, they're kind of on the fence with at the moment. Mm-hmm. There's a guy you can plug in and out. So, you know, he yeah. can go, he can swing both ways.
0: Yeah. Um. Like and I mean you 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 do make a valid point, Mike, in that you know, there is a concern at center. Um obviously Tyler Biadich is going into a contract year. Yep. Um it's most likely Connor McGovern will not return uh for the twenty twenty-three season. So if you're able to get a guy who could play guard and center, and as you said, Avia played a lot at guard. And one of the guys on my list as well is a center, but at the Senior Bowl again, he was he was playing a lot of snaps at guard, and that was John Michael Schmitz as well from Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: uh, but again, it, like uh, Michael Schmitz was my Senior Bowl MVP. Yeah, um, really, really good. But again, that's a guy who's better at the run blocking than the pass yeah. blocking side. But I would say in terms of of pass-blocking skills, like, in terms of level. Uh, Avila and Schmitz are probably about the same, just that Schmitz is way more better um, at, at run-blocking than Avila is. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, like, there's just so much to like about Michael Schmitz. And, like, when... In this uh, again go to the senior world to watch this guy doing what he does um obviously from Minnesota he um the he is a center he's a pure center but what they did in the senior world is they they gave him a day where they took him out of that role and put him into guard and and when they did it was just it was plain sailing it was like nothing nothing missed if you like mm-hmm. um he is susceptible for for the, the the smaller speed to power pass rushers, um, and you could see that as well in the senior bowl because um, he, he just sort of when he's there he sort of panics against them and and lunges and and sort of it's not even reach blocking it, it just seems to be that he just lunges forward towards them and when he does obviously then he's completely off balance from these guys yeah. but generally i mean yeah schmidt is a really nice guy from minnesota and if the cowboys took him i think you could probably grab him in day 2 so he's a 2 3 guy i think um then you've landed a really nice inside offensive lineman when you could you know because beyond really for the inside guys there's only two i think yeah I'm trying to think, two, maybe three that I would take in the first round. But more than likely, two of those three are gone. So, it, it, it's it, and the other two are, are offensive tackles that really are going to move to guard because of arm length. But Schmidt is a guy you need to, if you, you're going to go this way, if you're going to go down to inside offensive linemen in day two, which I'm a big fan of generally anyway. Schmitz would be the guy I would go and target.
2: I generally have lent that way because I've liked what I've seen from him generally. I like his motor, intelligence. I like the the way he can move laterally. He seems pretty good whilst he's better at run blocking and whilst I prefer that generally. I think that's still the longer-term future of this team he's still decent, pretty good at pass protection. And I think that's something that he could work on um, mm-hmm. that could certainly be coached into him from the right person. Yeah. Um, certainly, you know, it, It's one of those things that, it, like you said, it is a tendency he just panics. That seems to fun. me, from looking yeah. at it, it's a coachable thing that he can get his head around.
1: And it's because of his size. He's, a, he's a big guy. So, like, you know, the, the faster so, guys get around him a bit
0: easier when he panics yeah. and lunges. Yeah. So really give, do we want to give the folks a bit of a rundown just on, on, on Schmidt and you know kind of look at his good his good points his bad points just to, to kind of give go everyone on. a flavor of what he is. But i go for it, man. So John Michael schmidt he's 20 he'll be 24 by the time the season starts six hmm. four as Rich said. 320 pounds he's a super senior coming out of minnesota so he's he was there for six years he played and started for three years um exclusively as a center originally signed with western michigan but decommitted when pj fleck moved to minnesota and Mm -hmm. signed signed there hand size nine and five eighths which is on the smaller side arm length 32 and three quarters and his wingspan again, it's a bit short, it's just shy of 79 inches. But given kind of the rundown on his on his good points, he's an impressive overall athlete. He's great reach blocks and initial quickness and seals the backside. His recognition of twists and stunts and timing combos combo mm-hmm. blocks are elite. He's strong at the point of the attack and drives defenders backwards, which kind of ties into what Rich was asking about, mm-hmm. you know, allowing Dak that time in the pocket. He's a mauler in the run game and he is very, very nasty. He is not afraid to go after the opposing defensive lineman. He's the best run blocking center in, you know, in most most people's eyes across 2021 and 2022. Um, he explodes off the line to get to that second level, creates movement in the run game. And again, as Rich asked for, he has a very, very high football IQ. Mm.
2: What's he like with his, hand, his hand-to-hand combat, Mike, given he's got a smaller span?
1: I mean, the thing is, what you remember is the wingspan and the arm length when you're playing inside isn't as big of a deal. If mm-hmm. anything, you want them to be shorter squatier yeah, and to get in there. Arm yeah. length with offensive linemen is really on the tackle side because you need yes. to be yeah. – you, you need that distance. You need to be putting them across, especially if you kick sliding as well. Um, yeah. In terms of hand usage, um, I got that he – has a very very strong first initial punch, um, yeah. which obviously is is stunning anybody who's coming into him. Um, good timing, uh, good flexibility, yeah. and um, the rest of it I've got is that he's consistent with his hand usage, uh, and is able to get into the second level and do damage there, both with his body momentum, speed, and hand combat. Yeah.
2: <laughs> How many sacks did he allow in college?
1: That now that is interesting.
0: No, I know this. Go on, then. So go on. Two. two yeah. Ah.
2: His entire time. Yeah. Two. two. And I think you can quarterback hits, I also think, is below 10. Yeah. Pressures is probably, I think, if memory serves right, maybe just above into double digits. Yeah. Pretty good. Mm. Um And his flexibility for the position, Dallas loves him. A lot of teams love flexibility. (laughs) Dallas definitely loves flexibility, especially of late. Um, I think he's a serious target for this team. If you are, like Mike said, looking to go lineman day two. Yeah. I don't think there's anyone jumping out that they necessarily should move up for to fill this gap.
3: Mm Mm-hmm. You yeah. should
2: probably let people come to you if you're going to move a few spots, maybe if you think he's going to go, but I don't see them reaching it up in yeah. the first to get anyone. I think they'll wait for day two. Yeah, yeah. so this is a, a decent guy for us to look at, basically. Him the, the,
1: the, the issue you got with pretty much nearly all the inside guys in this year's draft is heavy feet, uh, and Schmitz yeah. has heavy feet, but he, again, going back to what we're saying is that he's a big guy. Um, yeah. Like if we were trying to draft a guy like Schmidt and even Avila, as kind of what we did with Tyler Smith last season, where Uh you you're 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 employing him or you're drafting him to be an inside guy, but then you're gonna kick him out. Like Schmidt is definitely not that type of guy. He's just Uh not gonna handle it. Yeah, the same with most of these inside guys. We'll talk about is that most of them are not going to be the type of guys that will have the versatility like Tyler Smith had, because Hmm. most of them, like people, because like I don't care really too much about the heavy footedness um, or the slow footedness. If you're a guard, it's not really because you're in, when you're playing in that role, you're playing in tight quarters, you're playing in a phone box, as they say. So Uh when you're doing that, you, you, really what you're trying to do, unless you're trying to create an offensive line that's always trying to break to the second level, and hmm. you're not really too much worried about it. The Cowboys kind
0: of really don't do that. Yeah. The the the, the, the bad things I have about Schmitz that I've written down, again, it, it a lot of it ties in with his past protection, and it does kind of counteract what, what as Rich said, is kind of the ideal player that we want mm. in this and you've mentioned most of these Mike um, he's done by speed rushes he's only good in pass protection he's a habit of lunging and grabbing and flags are a huge issue for him he needs to play lower in pass protection and again that's teachable he's good He is good but not great feet um, and his pass, pass protection could be an issue And then, as we said, the fact he's a super senior, he will be 24 starting the season, Mm. you know? So, I mean, is, like, that to me sounds teachable rather than their bad points.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, you know, depending on how coaches decide to use him there's plenty of work on there that if they wanted him to shed some weight they can i'm not sure if i want to personally but you know that that will help with the mobility depending on how you want your offensive lineman yeah. to play if you do want them to break into second level yeah. um but most of the stuff is more heavy footness is purely down to his size and his frame is a, a lot of the issues um So, yeah, I mean, the speedy guys, the smaller guys he does struggle with, um, that's sort of normal. Um, The other only one I do worry about is that for the position he's played in, he does have good high levels of athleticism. And I'm just worried that when he gets to the NFL, he's going to rely on that too much. That he's going to think to himself, I kept dominating, I kept winning in college because I was always the most strongest, fastest guy out there in the NFL. That's not going to work. <laughs>
3: uh-huh.
1: So he's still got he's still got a bit yeah. to learn. Yeah.
0: Okay. So we've 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 kind of looked at Schmidt and you you've kind of spoken on Avia v, a v, and Paul has said he does like a V Mm. And you see a bit more of them. Um, Brian, who I think is a new viewer, has uh, tuning in, has asked, Who's better, Avia or Schmitz? Schmitz. Schmitz. Okay. So, yeah. So, look. Say Schmitz is gone before we get to the set. Before we can get him in the second yeah,
1: round. Yeah, I'll say, I'll say, I'll say Schmitz. I I was just about to go back on myself, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I'm just thinking Schmitz because he they they they're about equal in pass protection, but Schmidt is a bit better on the run blocking. So I'll yeah. go with that. Yeah.
0: Okay. So. Give us the lowdown on CV. Yeah? Give us his measurables, what he's got, what the good points are, what the bad points are. Uh, and then-
1: so, I mean, this guy is, he, he's he's a monster. You know, we were talking Smitch is a big guy. I mean, yeah. Steve Avila is 6'4, 334 pounds. Uh-huh. And um, in the Big 12 last season, obviously went to the Senior Bowl, was mm-hmm. Big 12 first team as well. Yeah. Um, on the, the, uh, a very, trusted offensive line that helped take TCU TCU to the yep. national final and yep. like a lot of what Max Duggan was doing a lot of that was thanks to the fact that he was kept upright and he had so much time to play with a lot of that was down to the inside offensive line that TCU um lo and behold Steve is one of those guys who was the mainstay of that and mm-hmm. um what you always see with Avila is the initial burst the ball is snapped and pow I mean that that's the craziest part of his game that when you see it he is gone and when we're talking about like the, a guy this size and you know we we're talking about um uh you know like t- worrying about um uh <sighs> Getting into the second level, Avila will do that even for his size. Um, can get on the move, and when he does, he, the guy is unstoppable. Because yeah. <laughs> he's just like a he's just like a rolling truck.
0: He's ball and ball going downhill.
1: Yeah, and, and he's nasty too. Uh yeah. and like you know, he's got the aggression to go with it, which is really what you want, especially in run blocking. So when we're talking about the second level, uh-huh. so um. He, he thrives moving forward uh, and to be just this bull in a China shop. Um, the biggest one is because he's so big and he's got all that power and he's so quick off the line. Defensive linemen get caught out really quickly by it and they're just like, whoa, catches them off guard. Um, and on top of that as well, there's like no uncoordinated body movement that you get sometimes with guys his size. It can get a little just disjointed with where their arms are flailing them, where uh-uh. they're trying to put themselves, especially their feet. But you don't get that with a Vila. It's all compressed together nicely in, in what you want. But that's the main thing, really. That That's the big one. I mean, in terms of everything else... Is he did get flagged a lot for holding? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. yeah, sorry to say, he did.
2: Is that down to his aggression or
1: hold? He, uh, just the way he, his hand placement is the big one. He mm. gets too inside. Um okay. Yeah, because uh, he is quick. Don't make bones about it. But I think what happens then is he'll get inside too quick, and then he's got his hands up on them. Obviously, if you're inside, it's easier for the, the the defensive player to get to break free. If he's doing that, and Paul will be able to tell you more on the technique of it all. But if your hands are inside, you're going to get free, basically, yeah. and that that that's just what's happening with Avila. Is his hand placement can sometimes get a little bit in the wrong place, which means then in order to stop that from happening, he'll hold on to the player. When he does that, it's getting flagged.
2: Yeah. Okay.
1: Hmm.
2: What about his pass protection,
1: though? Uh, pass protection... Let me bring up my, my newt. So pass pass blocking is better than his run blocking. Hmm. Um, it's much better. He will get good leverage because he's got the bigger, taller frame as well. He's able to... to Just sustain those blocks Um, and he's fluid, he's flexible Um, the other ones I've got is his his ability to sink his hips uh, to help create movement which is very good so obviously in doing that he can set his pass protection a lot better than most of the other guys around him and you do see it the only issue with it is he can sometimes bend at the waist. Mm. So yeah, causes him to be off balance.
2: Okay. And again, got the flags. Position flex. Yeah. yeah. You're
1: gonna you, you can move Vila around, yeah.
2: <laughs> if you need to. Okay. I,
1: yeah. So yeah. To, to be on of... to be honest, I would rather a Vila as a guard than a center.
2: Okay. So like, in I'm, terms of go on. In terms of guards now, because like we've had two guys quite high up that have that are ticking quite a few boxes for us, <laughs> but you know, they they have flex. But one of the things that I <clears throat> admittedly like, and I know Paul likes as well, and that generally works well on lines is when you leave, you're able to leave players at positions and get continuity, it works wonders. Yeah. So, in terms of and, and I know we're window dressing things here a lot generally, but in terms of just <laughs> analyzing, year
1: for it, yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> but in terms of analyzing who's the best or what what potentially fills the slot the best, are there any out and out left guards? Chuck him in, even in the later rounds. You take and you go, that guy's a left guard. He's nothing else, but he's a damn good left guard.
1: One of the guys who is on our list is, is purely that, but it's whether yeah. he gets to the Cowboys and is Florida's yeah. Osiris Torrent.
0: Mm. Yeah, like he's he's the most obvious. It it's it's the name that sticks out a mile to me. And yeah. unfortunately, what I'm seeing in recent days and in recent drafts is this guy is moving into the top fifteen, top ten picks. Yeah, and is not going to be available to us. Do you know just give you, give you a bit of bit of insight on him uh 23 years of age 65 347 pounds. um a lump he, sorry he is a lump he's a lump he, he was with the louisiana rage and Cajuns from 2019 to 2021 Doing went good to there with, with billy napier mm-hmm. because this is the one thing with him super competitive guy and wanted to test himself against guys in the SEC, and he was a consensus all American this year. Um and Schmitz was also consensus all American. Torrance was also on the all SEC team. Um he he he's played right guard, but he's also played a lot of left guard as well. And just the, the good and bad points, you know, we can we can come to them as as we go down through it. You know, it all sticks out. It all suggests left guard, left guard only. But it's a case, would he be there? I mean, don't think he's going to be. He ain't going to be. No. Yeah,
1: it's hard. Like, what's crazy is most inside offensive linemen aren't really typically a guy you want to take early. Do you know what I mean? Even in the first round. Mm. But Torrance is that type of guy. Again, like a lot of people will talk about Torrance's heavy feet um his movement very much the same as what we just talked about with big uh, yeah 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 with with obviously uh with Schmidt same thing yeah exactly he's a big guy so it, it, but yeah. again if i'm playing him a guard i'm not worried about the movement it, i he's not the type of guy like say Kansas City are going to take because he's not the type of guy you want trying to break into the second level because he's just not that type of guy um, but everything I, he's a man mountain he's maybe yeah. the best as well best run blocking offensive lineman in this year's draft because um, yeah. he's just so big so um, so big movement Driving aggression, all of that. I mean, it's ridiculous to see this guy move sometimes and and driving on blocks. Yeah, and you know, just to say that he's a great pass blocker doesn't mean to say that he's bad at the pass protection either. He's good
0: at it too. Yeah, like if 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 I was to give you a comparison, this is what when I was making my notes out rich, he's Larry Allen, not <laughs> as good well as Larry Allen. But yeah, he's yeah,
1: yeah. Allen. Yeah. Big guy that can move. Yeah. Hopefully. I mean, uh, again, he's susceptible to speedy guys. Yeah. Um, doesn't have... Although he does have speed, doesn't have acceleration. So yeah. you do have to worry about that. Um, okay. he, he, uh, As the game wears on, you'll see him get higher and higher in, in his stance, which okay. can... Yeah, which can so uh, yeah, but I mean, like in college, he's got away with that because obviously he's so big and so hard to move. Yeah, he's just bigger than the rest of the people around him. Yeah. In the NFL, they'll just obviously need to get some more uh, game fitness and stamina into him so that he's able to maintain that throughout. Um Because yeah. even regardless, I I mean, like one of the notes I put is it is the negative is his mechanical motion yes. but it's not to say that he's not liked on his feet i think that's a bad thing to say yeah. um it's just it's, it is he can lumber as the game goes on and he becomes mani-
0: mechanical in what he's trying to do okay yeah. um the one, the one thing, Rich, and you asked earlier about, uh, I think it was either Schmitz or Avila. This guy is a four-year starter, and he's never given up a sack. Yeah, that's that. That's the quality you're talking about. Um, again, he dominates in the run game. He has strong hands, and he does get under the pads of uh, rushers. The problem with that is he can get as Micah said, he can get too high in the sets as the game goes on, which loses power for him. You mm-hmm. So, you know, he, he he will have some learning to do. I mean, everyone does. No player is going to come into the NFL and just be, I suppose, Zach Martin is the easiest guy to to, to make the reference to. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah,
1: I, I, I see what you're saying with the Larry Allen thing. I'm yeah trying to think back at the tape I've watched on him, and it it it, it is right. I'm gonna add it to my notes.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: A lot of raw, uh, a lot of just natural power. Yeah. Um, just he's very naturally gifted in that way. Um, and just you know we, he the the balance is is all there in him. He's not.
0: Mm wrong in, in any particular side of of that yeah he's he's that was one of the notes i have is that he's well proportioned he's balanced and he's still super strong in that
1: yeah yeah definitely um but uh, and yeah i mean like what you you see and I only watched mo- most of the tape I watched is obviously flawed because it's most recent. I did go back to watch a little Rage Cajun of him and it, it was a little unfair like I can see why he did move because he, he he was he was throwing guys around like an empty track suit.
2: So. Okay. So in terms of then let, let's let's say bring things a bit more down to earth let's drop now go the flip side and not window dress things dramatically so let's say he's gone yeah so we don't take anyone in the first round we take someone else day two comes along both schmidt and aver are gone yeah yeah do you take anyone else there or do you realistically look to move on then to the third or later rounds and in which case is there anyone there that tickles your eye
1: yeah, I mean, we've got a couple of you, But the one that immediately stands out, and I know if Paul is watching, he'll love this. And again, right, I'm going to say it again. <laughs> Go back and watch a senior bowl and watch North, da- North Dakota State's Cody Mack. The guy's an animal. The, the probably what I've seen on tape so far, this guy is the most um, aggressive offensive Ooh. lineman out there like there's, yeah. there's plenty of tape of him hitting players, even at the senior ball and their helmets coming off there's even tape of a, him being so aggressive, he knocks his own helmet off he's going over to pick his own helmet up uh, after a play uh, yeah, so- this guy is wild
2: yeah. So as they say in the valleys, then there'll be three hits. He's that kind of guy.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I I and because of the arm length with him, like I, I, I've gone and checked on a few sites. They have him down as offensive tackle, and that is where he yeah. played. Um, but I'm moving him to guard. I, a hundred percent if he, you're drafting Cody Matt, you're drafting him as an it's offensive good. guard. You're gonna okay. get him to put a little bit of more weight on because he is a little yeah. bit light in the pants. Okay. But you, you put some weight on him and just go and watch what he did in the senior ball. He will not upset you. This guy, honestly, he's like a Tasmanian devil. That's the yeah. best way to describe it. Yeah.
0: Right? yeah. I'll okay. I'll I will okay i will i will add on to what Mike has said because because Cody Mack was one of my my guys to review. Um, he is the best ginger player to ever come out of North Dakota State. <laughs> 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 that's right (laughs) oh so as my look as mike said look he is a bit light in the pants um he is a former walk-on he played as a tight end moved to the o line again he's a super senior has played six years at north dakota state yeah so this is a guy who you could bring in in the second round you could use him as a swing tackle, and I know yourself and Graham always kind of say, Do we have anyone who can play that swing tackle position, that sixth offensive lineman? And this that could be an ideal role for Cody Mack in that first year, if you wanted to bring him in for that. Um in 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 the six years he played, he played four years as a starter at left tackle. He gave up two he's given up two sacks in the last two seasons. Yeah.
1: Well, what you want to see in the FCS, and I've said this all the time or constantly, doesn't matter what position you're playing when you're in the FCS and you're looking to draft a player, especially day two, day one, even but say day two, what you're always looking for on tape is like the over competitive dad playing with his kids, and you just (laughs) want to that's what you want to see. You just want to see this this overly uh, comical level of dominance, uh, which tells yeah. you they're in they're in the wrong division, you know? Um, and that is what you get with Cody Matt. You do see it constantly, that it's there. And, you know, surprise, surprise, he's taken to the senior bowl. And this is a guy who's in, obviously, the next conference down. And mm-hmm. he didn't look out of place. He didn't look like he was the lesser guy, just straight in there, up against FBS guys, Power 5 guys as well, and just making space, making himself known, pushing guys backwards. There's a lot of pushing backwards that you okay. see with Cody Mack, a lot of pushing backwards. And um, insane. like, if you was to say the other guys... We're heavy-footed. This guy has really good footwork. That's oh, yeah. the big thing with him. Yeah. Like, very he's just constantly tiptoeing. You never see his feet off balance.
2: Okay. So, what's he? Where's his balance in terms of running and passing? Uh,
1: so he, I would, yeah, his strength. So, like, he's probably a better. He's, I would say, a much better run blocker than Avila. Yeah. But the other pair are probably better at pass protection than Cody Mack. Yeah. But I, like, like, okay, I'll do it this way to give it a simple score. Um, if we say Schmitz and like a Madden score, Schmidt and Avila yeah. are mm. 90 in pass protection, Cody Mack's an 80. Yeah. So it's not bad. It's just less than. But yeah. like his run blocking, Cody Mack, is like, say, an 89 and a 90, where a is like 75.
2: <sighs> okay, so he's the kind of guy then that you could go in, in an ideal of what I personally have wanted the past couple of years. Instead of having to rely on short yardage situations, you got to put whoever it is, whether it's Dak, whether it's Zika, whoever, you got to put him behind Zach Martin. You've now got another option. You can put him behind this guy.
1: Yeah. And think about this, right, Rich? <laughs> Is you're going to have that type of guy next to Tyler Smith, mm-hmm. who was last year I had down as the best run blocking offensive lineman in last year's class. Mm. So you're going to have two guys who are very, very adept at it, very good. Um, yeah. So it's a strong, it's a strong with what you're creating. Um, and you know, he he has the athleticism uh, and the the ability to go into the second level. If that is something you were trying to push, like the the issue you you're going to be having is the West Coast offense. Yeah. Like depending on which way he wants to lean, like McCarthy, mm-hmm. on that, I I don't know if he's going to. So do you have? the type of offensive lineman you want to push forward on that or the guy that you just want to so i suppose what does come in handy with that with the type of Cody Mack as your as your guard and if you wanted to do it mm-hmm. is if you wanted to use him as a front blocker on with for running backs on like screen passes or extended mm-hmm. dump offs so he's coming across um, outside the tackle and clearing lanes for your running back. Because he will yep. be able to do it, because he's got the athleticism to get out there. Yeah. Whereas the other guys, although they have athletics, more f- short area quickness, what the guys have.
3: Okay.
0: Yeah. Like, some 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 of the points that I've written down, and just to, 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 to agree with what Mike has said, he's smooth, he has terrific mobility and light feet. He's a natural shuffle and he mirrors the rushers. He's a fluid mover on his kick slides. Um he's rarely beaten on the edge but and guides his rushers to the sidelines. Elite speed could play as a tight end in a pinch or a swing tackle, you know, if you need if you need that. Carries his weight naturally, has a wide frame and low body fat. An elite lateral mover. He's ideal for his zone run blocking scheme. Yeah, definitely.
1: Hundred percent, they on the z yeah. on the on the zone block, yeah. Um, yeah. That's and you know if you want him to to go on some pulls, he's that type of guy. Um, I mean, you want to talk about the issues with him? Is obviously the most obvious point to begin with is FCS. Yeah. So the yeah. type of competition he's been playing against. Um, the good news was the senior ball was a place where he could expand on that and be like, I can keep up with the big boys, which he did. But you still, whenever you're watching tape on him, you, he's always up against, you know, accountants and, and you know. Yeah, you can't, <laughs>
2: you can't get away from that. It's... Yeah. And
1: even then, the, the, the big issue you have with him is um, that, like I said, with the bull in the china shop, he mm. literally is like a bull. That he, he squares his body downward as if to like, um, it's hard to explain what it is that he does, it's a bit of an unusual technique. And he sort of squares his body down and sort of drives into them. But when he does that, he's looking at the floor, and you see it all the time. And there are just defenders while he's doing this because he's just like a, a, a mad cow, a mad bull rushing forward. Is that one? Cool. Looking down, defenders are just going around him.
0: <laughs> yeah, that was that, that. That was my first bad, bad point on him is that he's a waist bender, which hinders his power and gets caught dropping his head a lot.
3: Yeah,
1: yeah he's looking at the it, it, it's some of it is to do with the protection and they that they are taught to tuck in their chin, it, yeah. it's not a bad thing to do, but. He's literally he's doing this very weird technique of, of driving forward with his entire body, and he sort of like clumps himself up and charges forward. Um mm. you know, everything else isn't too bad. Like the hand placement skills mm. can be coached. That's not too bad. Like it can get sloppy, um yeah. is what it what it does, but it's a coach it
0: it's again, it's, it's coachable. coachable. Yeah, and that was the one of the other things I had down is that he plays upright and he can be unbalanced. But again, that's that's a coachable skill, I
2: yeah. suppose.
0: The, the 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 one thing that I did that I wrote down was a small concern for me: very short arms, thirty two yeah. and one eighth inches, which is the fourth percentile.
1: Yeah, and that's why I'm moving him to guard. Yeah. Exactly for that reason. Because yeah. he, he his arms are so short, you can't leave him a tackle.
0: No. He's definitely he's definitely not a tackle. So that's prob that's quite possibly where they might go with pick fifty eight. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Sounds
2: like a definite possibility because that's if that's the only sort of inherent thing, you know you can't change it's a downside for him. You're not gonna be able to coach that. Which you can't you can't coach a guy to have longer arms. Then no. that's not a terrible prospect. That's actually sounding like a a pretty good prospect for for Dallas for the way they're looking to go specifically for this year. I mean you can you can make I mean you can you can look at things for past this year and and how you think things are going to go and all the rest of it. But ultimately, we don't know and the team's going to draft for this year. So you, they're going to be taking alignment to the annoyance of some based on this offense that they're going to look to run this year.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, it, it all depends, like, depending on, on how long they want to wait. The, the It's not too bad that there is some nice depth but I would say once you get beyond the fourth round with the offensive lineman, now you, you, you've gone beyond really, um, you, you've gone really for traits now at this point. So you, you've got Mm -hmm. to have a lot of work on your hands. So like cornerback is the same, you know, for, for maybe even fifth round at a push. That would sound crazy, but like, Again, round. yeah, uh, exactly. Uh, so fifth, <laughs> fifth round, I can see it. Beyond that, then you're just taking guys in the yeah. hope of developing into something. But that, that's what they're doing at this stage with the offensive line. That if you're not taking them um, with one of the first three picks, now you're getting a little. Yeah. You can still find them in the fourth round,
0: but beyond that going to be tricky. Yeah, and um, like if if we're honest about this... There's a lot of guys who are there on the roster at the minute who are fourth and below. I'm thinking yeah. of Josh Ball, Matt Willetzko, Matt Farniuk, And I can't remember that. I know we picked up another lineman last year. And it, for the life of me I cannot remember.
3: Yeah,
1: a center.
0: Mm. Or is hey, he yeah. I
1: don't think he's on the practice squad anymore, actually. No. And you and you've got as well the yeah. Alec Minstrom. Yeah. Yeah. And you've got the um, go uh, the international pathway as well.
0: Isaac. Mm. There yeah. you go.
1: Isaac Halcon. Yeah. 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 No, you think a... plenty of options there. I mean, like, yeah. if if you were to go in the fourth round, you know, it's a nice segue into it. Yeah. And the, the, the guy you could be looking at or all, all at a push, dependent, like, the, this is where it gets a little bit tricky here because, like, this guy is a little bit polarizing is Alabama's Emil Echior because some yeah. people have him as a day two guy or even a second round guy. And I've seen yeah. some uh, um, say, no, there's no way he's the third round guy. Uh, and then some say, no, he's a day three guy. So he is all over the place. I've even seen one mock draft where he was taken in the first
2: <laughs> well, give us so, your take on
1: it. Yeah. In terms of ranking, I would probably say a day two, so a 2-3. Um, only because this his big problem is twofold. is Firstly, is the knee injury, which, well, all right, the knee injury was like, what, over a year ago now, or two years mm-hmm. ago even. But it's still seems to be that when you watch it, there is a difference in his delivery of what he does in that time. So what happens, what you see is a change in how he done thing. He, he did things and he dominated with his raw power, but he bending constantly at the waist because of it. And I think it's to do with a knee injury, why he does it. And when he does it, you as we just said, he, he's not correctly sitting in his stance. So now he's bending at the waist and he's losing all, most of that power because he is built as well <laughs> big on the bottom half. And he's not using that by bending at the waist. Um, so, yeah, it is a crazy thing to watch when you see it. Um, I don't know. I think he will be able to overcome it. Um, I'm not sure how. Obviously, I'm not a coach on how they're going to. Be able to do it, but I'm sure they will.
0: Like for a guy coming out of, as we say, look, it's it's Alabama. He's coming out of. He had to have been yeah. a decent player because, as you say, he was he was what three year starter for them. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, like you don't get to be a three year starter at Alabama if you're not a good player. Like I'm thinking of. The Brock or Meyer brothers, who one of them has already left the program, the second guy I can't find on the depth chart. And they're both five star prospects.
3: Mm.
0: I think they were in the top 20 players. You know, my body means they only give out thirty, thirty 35, five stars every year. Both of them are five stars. Can't see them anywhere on the roster. So you have to be a player to be at Alabama.
2: Oh, so.
1: yeah, definitely. Yeah, they don't give it away for nothing. And not... like, you know, his issues really. I think that his main issue—the stopping him coming into the NFL—is um, is like he—he's not a big guy. First of all, right? Okay, he's six three, which is an ideal weight for a guy, but he's really light. He's like three hundred pound, mm. and all of his power—he's <coughs> big at the lower half. His upper body strength isn't that much. It not as proportionate to his lower half but because he's got this tendency to bend at the waist now he's lost all of his power he's not because he's not squatting and he's not setting himself right in his in his sets he's not physically powerful on his upper body and he's losing all of the lower body power so that uh, and that's where he kind of gets then unfortunately bullied about and you do see, you do see it you do see it a lot but you know, I'm making it sound like he's this terrible player. <laughs> um, he, he is a guy that just will not give up. That's what he's really good at, is he's tenacious. Like, we talked about, you know, Cody Mack being aggressive, because he is. Well, Ekior is just relentless. He does not stop. From snap one to the last snap of the game, he's got the same fieriness, He's got the same... Uh, and it, it wears... What he does is he wears defenses down because it's just... It, it does not stop. You think, ah, oh, he's going to be breaking down soon. Nope, still there. Still going. <laughs> and that's what I like because it's just never stopping. And, and you know, we was talking about Cody Matt with the hand placement. Mm-hmm. This is where Echior wins with his hands. mm he, He wins with his hands, and Brian, you're on mute. (laughs) He's
0: talking
1: away, isn't that that great?
0: Talking away. So, from from the sounds of it, he's a technician. Yeah, he has the ability, it's just maybe getting that dragging that bit more out of him.
1: Mm. And he's an he's he is like a high IQ player as well. Yeah, he understands concepts, he understands. The looks that he's getting, um, the protection calls—you can see he understands it. That there's, there's no issues with him trying to have to pick it up. You, yeah. they, they, if you were gonna just say, right, let's work on on squatting.
3: <laughs>
1: yeah, uh, let's stop the bending at the waist. Uh, uh, coach that again. Not sure how, but there's ways to do it. But um, that once you've done it. You've got an intelligent player with good technique now, and that, and when those two parts collide, now you've just struck gold because you struck gold <laughs> as well with not necessarily having to take him with a high pick. It's just well, what you're gambling on is the hope that he gets, he gets technique in the lower <laughs> half. Yeah, that's what you're gambling
0: on, really. So. If 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 he was there in the third, I mean, is is this a guy you would consider? Assuming you haven't taken someone in the first or second round, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is is it someone you would fancy? The sounds of rich.
2: He, yeah. I mean, he's potentially. Yeah, I mean, there's this is the thing. All of these guys tick slightly different boxes. There's overlap there. Mm -hmm. i think you'd be good to have any of these guys the thing you've got to figure out is on the night is where do they fall in your stack who else is available all that sort of stuff but just trying to look at it in a vacuum you have to take into consideration okay this is probably i think we've identified a a big need for this team they Mm -hmm. through being victims of their own success with tyler smith have found that he's a better left tackle, which means now the hole they tried to fill last year is still a hole. Mm. So they got to now try and fill that in a similar fashion, which typically in my mind means you need to be taking someone earlier on. So as much as I like the sound of some of these later guys and that they're not necessarily prospects, you could still get early production from them. Um, Yeah you need to maximise that chance. And I think this staff needs to maximise that chance this year, which leads and, and, more to
1: <clears throat> You know, we're, we're only talking about six guys as well. Yeah. Year, you yeah. know what I mean? There's, so, and we'll wheel back round to the offensive lineman again. I mean, I know yeah. we've got one more guy. But, the, you know, the, these are just a, a quick six. You know, the the six names that people are talking about the most, you know, the next deep guys we can look at, you know, will be even more interesting again. And and at this point, we'll have more information on them as well.
0: Yeah. So, Mike, you've kind of of alluded to it that that we do have six and you had the last guy there. So if you want to want to give us a few details on this guy and let's see where we could pick him up. Yeah,
1: so uh, I mean, the last guy again, the center, but you can move him to guard. Uh, he is the winner of the uh, Jacobs Blocking Trophy Award. Uh, is Arkansas's Ricky Stromberg? Uh, and you know, the first thing you want to say when we were talking about it, which segues nice from the last guy, is this guy's even more intelligent again. Like yeah. his football IQ is just like top notch. Is premier. Um, that's like his biggest thing, so like understanding what he needs to do, how coaches want to utilize him, the protections, the play, the concepts, you know mm. what defenses are shown him he's just he gets it instantly it's just right there. you see yeah. it constantly game after game and it, it, it's also he's so naturally instinctive in knowing where to be and what to do constantly from snap to snap and game to game and you see it different each time but it's because he's understanding he he just understands he gets it completely like the that that playbook on both the offense and the defense is just in his head constantly and he just yeah. you want to see it is it's incredible how quickly he can read the game.
0: Yeah. And as you as you say he's Arkansas and I mean Arkansas are a team that are renowned for building in mm-hmm. the trenches, above yeah, them. yeah, yeah, like their 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 scrimmages are legendary.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You know yeah. when they let them. But Rich, go on ahead. I'll let you take it away.
2: Well, I where where is this guy projected? Because I mean, I'm I'm loving the sound of this, but I'm having different, slightly different thoughts.
1: Hold on, I'll have a look. um I mean, do you want me to have a look <laughs> while you talk about him, Bry?
0: No, I mean it's he's he's not a guy I've 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 looked at extensively. He's again, as they say, a guy out of Arkansas. So you know he's gonna he's gonna have that high IQ, but yeah. you know he's gonna have that football toughness. He is not gonna be a guy who is gonna shy away from anything. These are guys that are relentless that will go after. They'll go after defensive linemen. And we'll yeah. drive them backwards. Like Sam Pittman has been running a very good program down in Arkansas for the last mm-hmm. couple of years. So that's that that's the type of character you're getting. And and you know I am guessing he's maybe a fourth fourth round guy. So it's trait as my C- CBS
1: trait. CBS yeah. have him ranked as the 169th player. Wow. So that's yeah.
0: that's fifth round, is it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah,
1: basically, four fifth, you
0: know? Depending. Yeah, 4th-5th. So, I mean, you're, when you're taking a guy like that, you're taking a guy for traits, and I suppose he takes a lot of the boxes and the traits you want. It's what you want to do with the rest of your backup offensive line, you know? Do you want to move on from some of those guys? Yeah, I, I tell you, you what, why they, they
1: probably have him ranked so low is something I noticed a couple of times is the ball will be snapped, and he's moving his hands, but he's not moving his legs.
3: Uh, Yeah.
1: Like, he's, like, basically trying to um, anchor down, hold himself there, and and just basically be like, right, you come to me, and I won't move you, (laughs) basically. Or, you know, I'll hold you up. I'll keep you here. That's what he's hoping for. And sometimes that happens, like that statue effect. Um, you're gonna have to go around me sort of thing. Um but I, I just I think as well, maybe a little versatility because of the fact that you could put him as guard, but he's better as a center. Mm-hmm, like the yeah. the, the uh, you know, if you want him to pull and move and get going, he's gonna struggle. He is gonna struggle.
2: Okay. So in yeah. that case, then is it is there potential for a double dip it's in the possible. interior offensive line this year? If you took someone else earlier on and then took him instead, you've <laughs> then got earlier on. You you're probably going to get one of those guys with flex that we spoke about yeah. at the top um, with a decent amount of flex. But then, if anything should happen with Biadish, you don't keep him around. You <laughs> then you you've got options. And you yeah. got an intelligent guy playing centre, where hopefully you can coach, coach some things right, or at least you have, in the worst case scenario, in the fifth round, a bridge player to tide yeah. you over until this point you get someone else in that's that's better. Ultimately, that is an out and out centre through and through, and doesn't have those holes. If you can't coach him, coach him up. Yeah.
1: yeah I- I don't know what it's difficult, I think, as well with Stromberg. What you're going to have to try and coach into him because the most of it you're always trying to elevate, not create. Yeah. And there's going to be a lot of coaches that will take Stromberg and want to create. Yeah. um, Yeah. Which then is going to just slow his total um, development process down. Yeah. Um, And that's the problem. Because of, apart from everything else, he he is he's not a bad offensive lineman for a guy that you can get, especially this. Because like you know, you want to talk like we did earlier about you know like Madden scores on run blocking and pass blocking. I would say he's like eighty-two at both, like that level. It's not Mm. bad. It's not that bad at all. The issues are going to be with athleticism, um, Mm -hmm. you know, and and size, size and athleticism issues are going to be the problem. Um, Mm. He's not. He's. It's not so much that his athleticism is bad. um, It's more that he uses athleticism for one or two things and not everything else. Yeah. Okay. Yes.
3: Interesting.
0: That's it, baby. That's it. So you you've you've gotten six players there rich. So is there anyone of them that that you're kind of going I want that guy at this pick? Or are are are, are you hopeful?
2: I'm hopeful of <clears throat> not going to lie of landing schmidt yep, yep. purely because i i yeah, i don't go into things as deep as mike partly mm. because i don't have the time i don't have the patience <laughs> and i'm not as good but i tend to go very much on gut feeling and yeah look at the guy the eye test he ticks a lot of boxes for me and his mm. flex flies yeah. off the page for me his position flex and that is something yeah. this team loves oh yeah to yeah. the point it annoys me at times mm. but it is good yeah um, especially of late you know the last season has shown that how useful it is i think it makes the most sense when you take everything in the round, I think it is the potential most likely. I could even see them moving up a few spots to get him um, yeah. if they had to, <clears throat> depending on how much, obviously, they like him, if they like him as much as I do, which is a completely different thing. They may like someone else completely, yeah. you know, in the same way, but just hit someone else. But for me personally, I would, I would love it if we could get him especially on day 2.
3: Day 2. If we have to move
2: up a bit I'm happy but not too much. Yeah. But because you, you you want to be making picks and there's a lot of depth in other positions as well. Yeah. that obviously we'll get into that I want to be using those later picks for because yeah. there's lots of depth. You can get those guys that can contribute even this year. Yeah. at those positions
0: potentially. So So I would, I'm I would just Sorry Rich, go on ahead.
2: No, I just said I would I would love him. I would yeah. be a very happy guy if we came away yeah. with him.
0: So I'm just going to pose pose you guys two other questions. Um, so the first one, and the guys have been debating this in the comments. So we've Joe and Brian who've been talking about it. And it has been something that's coming up recently in the, in the past week, 10 days. Um, I heard Dallas have been meeting with Tennessee quarterback Hendon Hooker. Are there any legs in this talk, or is this just, again, it's the lying season? It's, it's draft, draft season. First. Yeah,
1: it's draft season. The first thing is, is this time of year, it, it, we call it draft season, also known as the lying season, yeah. not lying. Um I mean, it's not a bad thing if they do want to do their, you know, their due diligence yeah. on a player. There's nothing wrong with that. Um but there's also a lot of shimmying with players and prospects, trying to make as much of a name for themselves as they can. If you can make a name for yourself in Dallas, you know you you've just added interest to the rest of the NFL. Oh yeah, and that's the, that. That's a big trick. Um, they they there's all sorts of rumors. I mean, the, the other one is they've been talking to CJ Stroud. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, there there's there's plenty of it floating about. Um yeah. until really you get into um the end of March, beginning of April, even then there's a lot of smoke and mirror. But like yeah. more of the stuff that we get from inside from people we speak to uh and talk to and hear things about,
0: I kind of just like let it all float along at this stage. Yeah. The, um, the, the the second question I have for you both. um Daniel Jeremiah's mock draft has just come out. His second mock draft. He has projected us to take uh, edge rusher Keon White. And mm-hmm. Osiris Torrance was the very next pick for the Buffalo Bills. So, Seems thoughts on rich. that.
1: That's rich for Keon.
0: Mm.
1: It's way, yeah. too way too high. Way too high. I'm not saying that I don't. Dislike him, uh, because yeah. funnily enough, I'm on edge rushes at the moment. Well, I was telling you, I'm just finishing up on yeah. them and moving to linebackers. Um, I'm trying to find where I had key. Where have I got key Because I mean, there's like plenty of other options available yeah. to you.
0: Like, I mean, i while Mike is pulling that up, Rich, I'll
1: have, yeah, got, I've got him as, like, yeah. End of the second, beginning of the
0: third. Yeah. I'll ask Rich the question. I mean, you're 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 sitting with us potentially draft night and we're we're, we're looking at the board and we're going, edge rusher or a guy who we think could potentially be a top 10 draft pick at a position of needing Osiris turns and we pick the edge rusher. How upset would that make you?
2: Oh, I would be full on tables up, pens across the room what the Sam heck have we done here like this is a yeah. bad idea I'll, I'll come back and see you guys sense. tomorrow I'm too angry, are we going to trade <laughs> up? No, okay bye <laughs> that's, my, that's my kind of reaction if you if, if you are sitting at the end of the first and there is a top 10 guy and you've done, you've got to rely on the fact that you've done your due diligence but if you can't find anything out about that guy in the time that he's slipping yeah. You've got to make a decision of are you going to take a risk and take this guy if you don't have any indication of why, or you don't think that it's just because teams needed someone else or liked mm-hmm. someone else just that little bit better. Yeah. Um, because that happens. Mm-hmm. If you're going to take a guy that's not top 10 that late, you've yeah. got to have a damn good reason. And, yep. and this is coming from a team that drafted cd
1: LAN. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah.
1: It doesn't make sense, really, what he's done. But what he has done is made a very good narrative to make people talk.
2: Yeah. Well, yeah, that is a, a very interesting point, Mr. Pellman.
1: Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Suddenly so... everybody's talking about Daniel Jeremiah and his mock draft.
0: Yeah.
2: What? Look how that worked. <laughs> Oh, and the team he did it with
0: was Talis. What? <laughs> so, uh, Sensing speaking... beams. Yeah. <laughs> talk, spe- speaking of talk, Mike, I'm going to throw things over to you to let everyone know what's happening on Thursday night before we sign off.
1: Thursday, yeah, we'll have a look at some more, guys. It's the draft show. Um, I don't think we've got anybody booked. I don't think we have. Mm-hmm. I'd have to check. Sorry, that's my phone. Um, yeah. I'd have to check my calendar. Um, But we'll look at some more first-round options for Dallas. Um, Me and Paul got into it last week, had a good chat about some. We'll look at some more, some more of the obscure first-round picks. Mm-hmm. Not as obscure as Dan Jeremiah's, but we'll look at some other ones. You know, guys like Andre, He more realistic, you know, the Andre Carter type of pick or yeah. Cam Smith even, you know. Um, yeah. look at some of them and we'll move on with the week
0: alright so be, before we get out of here we better give a shout out to all of our friends so Rich if you want to give Don't a shout do out do to it. Cowboys Go
2: Experience it. if you do manage to get over for a game do not forget to hit up the guys at Cowboys Experience they will take great great care of you and you will have a just the best time, really. Meet and greets, it's all there. Meet and greets, stadium tours, game tickets, tailgating, and much, much more. There is much, much more. Make sure you get in touch with them if you do manage to get across. I did not realize that that was so bad that someone would yawn.
0: <laughs> Come on, Rich, give us the line
2: get the line because drop me in it twice <laughs> so mike
0: if you want to give a shout out to all of our friends of the show
1: yeah make sure you go and follow all these guys they've been special guests on the show interact with us give us some insider insider information that's the guys from dallas cowboys as you can see where they 105 the fan draft show uh you get some of the content creators JTech tech Big M. James James, um, Cowboys Can Fan, who we've been speaking to a lot lately. Um, mm-hmm. And as well, Blogging the Boys,
0: where you'll find myself and Paul. And last, but by no means least, the big event of 2023.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. So make sure you go and book them the early bird tickets. Um, already, so make sure if you go, just go and pay your deposit right now. Mm-hmm. Barry and the guys over at the travel pack for the travel package for the UK Cowboys, uh, mm-hmm. will knock $50 off the price as well as rolling your Miller Lighthouse and game day tickets into one. So huge what? savings for Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. That's a Thanksgiving game. Make sure, though, when you do book it, tell them UK Cowboys, yep, to get everything all involved in there. Um really important. So that's all in there. But I got something a little special for for Rich while well, he's here. It
3: it <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> Love it.
0: Jamie
2: yeah. is wetting himself somewhere right now <laughs> in
0: Yorkshire. Probably. <laughs>
2: Wets <laughs> himself in
0: Yorkshire. <laughs> so look at as Mike, as Mike has already turned out to play out music, it is a good night from me. And
1: a good night from all of them.
0: And it's a good night for me. And him. And him.
1: And him. And him.
0: Hey <laughs> <And him. laughs> Thursday folks. Use the
3: code. Get free stuff.